episode 82 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, literary news, and author news. All of the above. Yep. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick that, Gunning. That was Nick Gunning. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to introduce you. a little bit? Go ahead. Sorry. No, it wasn't a bit. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that voice you are hearing oh, is Nick Gunning. I would have liked that. And then I would have said, we spared no expense. Hey. Yeah. Oh, man. Like Sam Jackson, I'm constantly referencing, uh, I don't know what I just said, referencing. Yeah. Thing. I'm gonna lie you, down are now. you going to finish? You're no. constantly referencing? I'm constantly referencing Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Like All Sam right. Jackson. Yeah. In King Kong. Right. It's not King Kong. It's Kong. Kong. Skull Island. In which he quoted... Hang on to your butt. From... Very early on in the film. Yeah, from early enough, He just had to get it out of the way. Yeah, he, he said it before they even left the ship <laughs> yeah, to fly to the island. So at that point, there was still potential that they were flying to Isla Sorna. Yeah. Or Isla Nubla. That's I don't, true. I'm not picky about the island. Site A, Site B. I don't care. It's all Jurassic Park to me. Yes. So... Okay, but no, well, it was actually, they, they just went to Skull Island. They went and to the, Skull Island. Was, yeah, it was yeah. Kong. He walked around in the water for a while. And yeah. It was more or less it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, today we're, we're going to be talking about uh, Daniel Handler, a.k.a. Lemony Snicket. Oh, uh, I was yes. confused for a second. I'm like, wait, I, I planned poorly. Fo- focusing mostly on the Lemony Snicket. Persona. Persona. Thank yeah. you. Yes. We have a guest star, maybe an extra guest star. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but before we start, I wanted to mention that last week, uh, March 8th, was International Women's Day. And on that day, the Bailey's Prize for, uh, let's see, Bailey's Women's Prize for Fiction Winners, okay, uh, was announced their long list. So... Mm-hmm. This prize is one of the United Kingdom's most prestigious literary prizes, annually awarded to a female author of any nationality for the best original full-length novel written in English and published in the UK in the preceding year. So the long list was announced last week, so I wanted to tell you what they are, and we'll continue to follow this uh, award when they when they announce the short list. We'll let you know, and we'll talk the winners when the time comes. So mm-hmm. your long list uh, is <laughs> Midwinter by Fiona Melrose. Mm-hmm. The... Port of Kings, Sport of Kings, sorry, by C.E. You know Morgan. I'd also read Port of Kings. Yeah, I know you would. The Woman Next Door. Sail into that port, <laughs> the one of kings. There you go. The Woman Next Door by Yawande Omatoso. The Lonely Hearts Hotel <gasps> by Heather O'Neill. The Lonely Hearts Book Club Hotel. Maybe. That's where we go to have our over our, uh, overnight. Yeah, that's true. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't know the, what to say. What do you Essex, call a vacation? The Essex, Weekend. <laughs> the Essex Serpent by Sarah Perry. Ooh. Barskins by Annie Prue. First Love by Gwendolyn Riley. Oh boy, First Love, huh? Do Not Say We Have Nothing by Madeline Thierne. I'm constantly telling you that. The Gustav Sonata by Rose Tremaine. I feel like I'm constantly telling you that too. Stay With Me by, oh boy, uh, Ayobami Adibayo. It's not so easy, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> the Power by Naomi Alderman. You know what I've got? The power. I was gonna say a, oh. a red sweater. Oh, okay. I'm wearing. Yeah. Okay. Hagseed by Margaret Atwood. Hmm. Little Deaths by Emma Flint. Ooh. The Mayor by Mary Gateskill. Mm-hmm. The Dark Circle by I told you it was the long list. Yeah, it is the, the Dark long Circle list. by Linda Grant, and okay. finally The Lesser Bohemians by Amir McBride. So a, a lot of these we have. Any we can get. So if you're interested, you want to mm-hmm. check out some from the long list, let us know, and we'll make sure you have them. Right. And we'll check back in when the short list is announced. Yeah. yeah. So how are you? I'm good. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I feel like we need to resolve the argument we were having off air. Otherwise, it's just going to cloud over us. So Right. So I think that, you know, to just come right out uh, and tell you that we're both right. Uh, Clarabelle Cow <laughs> <laughs> is, is occasionally 
the love interest of Goofy. Okay, but Goofy is a dog. Yes, but most notably the girlfriend of Horace Horsecollar. Okay. Early on, early days, pre-Goofy, right. and then Goofy came along and was like, ugh, get out, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, so we're both right. Yeah. Basically, as you can tell, Nick and I were arguing about whether or not Clarabelle dated Goofy yeah. from the Disney cartoons, yeah. or if she had a previous engagement with a male cow, right. which I remembered as a Horace, kid. Horace. Horace, I guess, yeah. is his name. Uh, Goofy has also, over the years, been romantically linked with a character named Glory B. That was in the 60s. Don't know what happened to her. Uh, uh, in the 80s, Zenobia, okay. Goofy's girlfriend, and of course in the Goofy movies, Sylvia Marple. Okay, so of course in the Goofy movies. But yeah. Do we ever learn who Max's mom is? I don't think so. Yeah. He looks a little like Clarabelle Cow. I don't want to start something, <laughs> but it's possible. So anyway. And Clarabelle Cow just left. Clara, she's around. Well, I mean, left Max's life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> left their life. Yeah. Not interested. Okay. So anyway, uh, those of you curious about the romantic lives of 80-year-old fictional characters, uh-huh. animated, I should say, yeah. uh, that's it. Do you remember so. how in those uh, those old Disney cartoons, like in the 80s and 90s, uh-huh. if Mickey Mouse was referenced or like was supposed to be on it, they would never show his face? He was always like hidden somewhere or like... No. He just, he was treated like this figure that they didn't have the rights to, oh. even though it was Disney. Weird. He was on Bonkers, but he was in a crate the whole time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they, yeah. I know what you mean. <sighs> well, that's neither here nor there. That's the most airtime Bonkers has had I in think so. 20-something oh, yeah. years. Yeah, well, we're getting deep into the Disney afternoon. Yeah. Before we do that, because I think I'm going to push our spotlight out and we're yeah. going to do a full, yeah. Get out. I want to talk Darkwing yeah. Duck, I want to yeah. talk Tailspin, yeah. DuckTales, obviously. Yeah. Uh, no, let, let's uh, let's take a peek at our bookmarks here and see what we've been reading. Oh, geez. In the intervening I don't have my Goodreads week. open. I All right, I'll tell you. You're going to start. I will tell you. I finished some things. Um, I don't even want to mention the title because of your uh, off-color joke. But I finished Backblast by oh, Mark yeah. Greeny. What are you talking about? Uh, what do you mean off-color joke? Never mind. Okay. So this was good. It's, yeah. It was long. It was like 750 pages. Wow. Could have used a little bit shorter, but it actually so you're saying held it was my a interest. Long backblast. Yes. But it actually held my interest really well. All right. Um, so it made me interested to maybe read. This is part of the Gray Man series, I should say. Yeah. Uh, the current one, Gunmetal Gray, I think is what it's called, is right. out right now. Yeah. Bestseller? I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we, I know we have that. So if you're interested in the series, check it out. He also took over, worked with Tom Clancy on a couple of novels. Then when Tom Clancy passed, he wrote the next three in the Jack Ryan universe. Okay. And has since uh, moved on from that, is focusing just on Gray Man. So anyway, I would recommend it. If you like spy stuff, um, okay. you know, it was kind of kind of had a, I mean, you could see a little Jack Reacher in there. Not nearly as violent and a lot more like mm-hmm. intelligent, I guess. Like, you know, a lot of like hiding out. And, right. You know, anyway, yeah. a little more on the if, spy uh, side. If Jack Reacher wasn't a lawyer, yeah. but instead was a chaplain, yeah. you'd call him Jack Preacher. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> You're great. welcome. Uh, I read. I Hold read on. Backblast could mean fart. Yes. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's I thought what we you're going to through it, but no. Uh, I picked up a, a script called Thursday Evening by Christopher Morley. Don't know the name. Okay. Uh, this is a one-act <laughs> wow. play that was performed here at the David A. Howe Public Library the year we opened this building, 1937. So oh, just that's 80 years ago. Looking into the history a little bit. The play is dated. The uh, Is this our 80th year? The, the misguided uh, racism uh, colors it, so uh, we'd have to excise some lines there okay. but it, it did i mean it had some it had some funniness to it just 
times have changed. So, you know, uh, I can't In say go out and read years, it. You sure? Yeah. I can't, that's true. I can't say go out and read it because of that. But it was uh-huh. interesting to see. Um, anyway, I finished a couple of graphic novels, both coincidentally by Peter David. Uh, Star Trek Archives, The Best of Captain Kirk. And now you've read this, right? Sure have, yeah. And Supergirl, Many Happy Returns. Who put this list together? If they think this is the best of Kirk, I hate to to see the best of Picard. Many Happy Returns is a weird, it's like kind of of an Elseworlds story where that 90s Supergirl who was like not Supergirl. Yeah, at one point in the early 90s in DC Comics, Supergirl was, her name was Matrix. Yeah. Because she was like made of weird goo and clay, yeah, right? And she could transform into other things, yeah. but she chose the form of Supergirl. Supergirl. So weird stuff. Weirdly, most people prefer Supergirl as uh, Superman's cousin, right? But for some reason, yeah. for she—that's the Supergirl that's that in the was death back, of Superman storyline too. That was ba- yeah, it is. That was back when they were like Superman has to be the only Kryptonian. So that's why very, that's why they yeah. did that. But anyway, this is like a story where she meets the real Supergirl, and it was really good. I was surprised. Oh, huh? So. Anyway, those are older. So uh, you're like you're like me, even though you're just a bunch of clay and stupid. Right. And you were you make out with Lex Luthor. I'm cur- well. Who's the Supergirl from the animated series? Uh, Is that Matrix? They got no. They got away with it from the animated series because she's from a different planet. Okay. In that one, All right? So um, different. All but right. they still call her his cousin because right. they're like neighbored planets. Right. Got it. So. All right. So now I'm currently reading uh, Cheap Shot by Ace Atkins. This is a Spencer novel. Uh, so Ace Atkins, Spencer novel. Yeah, Ace Atkins picked up for uh, Robert Parker when he passed on. Oh, yeah. This is the first Spencer book that I've read, not by Robert Parker. Uh, and so far, it's not as it's not as like crisp and dynamic as Parker was. Uh-huh. But I think that was how uh, hard is it to mimic Parker's writing? I think to do just, it well is really hard. Just write and then delete a few words. Yeah, <laughs> don't add any adjectives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it still was, I don't know, he just, Parker had a way of saying a lot with a little, which I think is really impressive. Mm -hmm. So this style is not as sparse. The attitude is right, uh, and he does that, he said, she said, Mm -hmm. all the time. But it's still, it's too much. You know, if you took this and you you cut out about a third of it, you might be more like in the lean Robert Parker zone. But I am enjoying it, so we'll see when I finish it, if if it's good or not. I'm also uh, reading the Rebirth volume of Suicide Squad, number one, Black Vault. Suicide Squad, for whatever reason, is like our most popular series of yeah. graphic novels that we have. It Suicide is. Squad and Deadpool. You mean for some reason? Well, you know, I mean, you I don't can't know why. The well, reason. no, I can't really, because the movie was bad. But but everybody loved it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm the teenagers at uh, Teen Anime Club don't shut up about how great that movie is and how much they love it. That okay. and Deadpool. All right. So well, there's your answer. Mediocrity is the uh, new A-lister. Biting. Yeah. So I've never read Suicide Squad before, so this is the first time I've like sat down. So which one and read it? Is this? It's the Rebirth one. Black oh, Vault. Rebirth. Okay, yeah, Rebirth. Yeah, it just came out. We just added the store collection, so it's good so far. They're clearly trying to like make it familiar to people who saw the movie. So yeah, probably not your jam, but I'm liking it. I, so I've far. liked. I've enjoyed all good and bad of the Suicide, Suicide Squad comics. Speaking so. of movies that. Uh, include Ben Affleck that are terrible. Uh, I watched The Accountant last night. Oh, it was bad. So bad. I thought it was supposed to be good. Oh, it got pretty or mediocre. Bad. Yeah, pretty got bad, got pretty bad. Oh, okay, it just it had a real identity crisis. This, it's like, what kind of movie is this? This was really not bad. The answer year, was critically was it a bad movie? No, because Live by Night also Live by really Night tanked that and uh, Batman based v on Superman. Dennis Lehane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although Batman v Superman is his highest grossing film ever, so I guess it depends on the way you look at it. Yeah, well, he made lots of money, but yeah. every 
And pe- but people I don't know. like him. They they do. I'm kind of turning. Are I kind of I kind of thinking like you know what? It's a pretty bad Batman. It's the Batman who just murders. I don't know. He's he's kind of a dumb Batman. Yeah. So well, boy, between this and Bonkers, we're we're just, you can see the ticker of listeners just dropping. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. So what about you? Uh, all right. Well, we're not going to gain any back from my oh, reading. No. I read tr- volume two of Trans Metropolitan. Okay. Uh, it's such a crazy series. I love this series. Uh, this is the one about the That's guy exciting. who lived in the mountains. He came back to the futuristic city to yes. uh, finish yes. his book deal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> his wife froze her head so that mm. she could live for a long time, but she the uh, contract says she can't be unfrozen uh-huh. until he's dead. So she put a hit out on him Ooh. before she her her head was frozen. Okay, and it's just. It's just like a funny, wacky So he's like, I, I, I can't describe it. I'm not even going to try to describe okay, anything but good. today. You like it. I love it. It's so, it's so good. Wow, okay. Um, also, uh, I should say this. I just put a hold uh, on StarCat today, our okay. internet system. Yes. Where you can request holds from any library yes. in the 48 libraries. Yes. We did this the, last week. The, I, I oh, think. okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Library's free. You can yeah. use it. Yeah. Um, in our collection. Yes. Uh, the, the accountant first, is also in our collection. By the, the way, the first twenty volumes of uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Oh, so I I just put a request. Ooh, you're going down the, a dark rabbit hole. I my just friend. requested the first three volumes. I can't go with you on this journey. This is you read Savage Dragon. This is something you need to do on your own. Spawn is the most '90s comic that ever existed. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, and I've never read it. Yeah. So I've got to. You do have to. Yeah. I'm so, I'm I'm interested to hear what you think. What if like What if I get into Spawn? I, what if I, I just there's love no it? question that you get into Spawn. <laughs> I, it's a matter of how deep. That's the only yeah. thing. Um, Todd McFarlane is a pretty good artist, but I don't think he does anything anymore that isn't Spawn related. He's yeah. still talking about making another Spawn movie. Yeah, we've mentioned Spawn enough. I'm first. pretty sure they've like greenlit a new Spawn movie. There's talks of it, yeah, yeah. and another animated series. It had Whatever. two seasons on HBO. Wow. So okay, yeah, you're Bon-ker. right. We're not gaining listeners. Yeah, Bonkers Spawn and uh. Whatever we were talking about there. Yeah. Batman. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, and I read Queen of Country volume, or volume one. It's a big collection. Okay. I kind of fell off this one. I really liked it at first. And then I hate when that happens. Because it, it's three volumes in one, and they're each six chapters. And the first volume was pretty good. The art was very, like, almost early 80s, yeah. uh, very sparse. Um, the second one I still liked. Um, it changes art style each book. The third volume... I was just bored, and the art was terrible. Mm. They over-sexualized the main character. Mm. They gave everybody these weird, like, witches' noses. Weird. It was just, it was... That can be really... Like, the cover has Tim Saul's art, art. Yeah. who did Batman uh, Long Halloween. Yeah. And it's really uh, good and dynamic, black and white. Fun. But the the second one was just, the third volume was just terrible. Mm. So, I don't think I'm going to keep reading this series. That's my biggest pet peeve just in, in reading any kind of book, not just graphic novels, but regular books. You you dedicate so much time, you're enjoying it, and then just like somebody lets the air out of the ending. Yeah. And it's so like, well, there's, you know, a week that I'll never get back yeah. in my life. Well, I'm also reading, I've said this before, Gateway by Frederick Pohl. Okay. So. Good? You enjoying it? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not enjoying it right now. I'm waiting for it to pick up. Okay. Uh, I don't. I couldn't really tell you what it's about. He he won a lottery, and so he gets to go be a miner on an asteroid that used to be a civilization of some aliens. I'm pretty sure you have to be of legal age. <laughs> Very good. Thank uh, you. Actually, describing it right there, I think I just I just described the book. He's, oh, 
You got so it. Okay, there, good. People know. Go. Also, I'm going to order more Transmetropolitan. Okay. So, but Transmetropolitan. Right. Keep us posted. And probably some Spawn next week. A little so bit, So we're going to yeah. find out how, oh how great the 90s really Ooh. were. Oh, boy. Okay. The answer, not so great. Mm-mm. Speaking of the 90s, though. Let's do it. You're going to go see the Power Rangers movie with me, right? Yes, I'll go. Sick. Yep. It's going to be fun. You think yep. it's going to be fun? We're going to be in seven weeks. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the Power 90s. Rangers? The 90s. Seven weeks? So, like. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Episode well, yeah, 90. books and Oscars. Hey, you know what? We're really getting close to 100. We I know. Got, we got, what, nine, is this episode 82? Just 18 episodes. Added, yeah, there you go. There you go. You knew how many episodes it'd be until we talk about the 90s, but you couldn't yeah, figure well, out Yeah, I, I, I think I was wrong, so I was trying to Because this is 82. Right. This is 82. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah, what are we going to do? We're talk, we'll each talk our top 100 books of all time. Yeah. So I'm going to tell all of the secrets about my friends from the 90s. So just really? everything that was going on behind yeah. the scenes at school, mm-hmm. who was dating who, yeah. who liked who. Yeah. I'm going to read a lot of letters. Okay. I'm going to go through a lot of the MASH games. Yeah. Tell we you can talk I about the worst. to marry and where I was supposed to live. Oh, yeah. So. We'll have to do MASH live. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. wow. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. We'll have to talk about what our, the worst uh, movie was that you loved from the 90s. Is yes. it Godzilla or I'm Wild in. Wild West? I'm in. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Have you All not, right. Don't you give seen either of those. Don't give too, no, I haven't. You haven't Don't seen Wild Wild West either? No, we need to prep for our 90s one. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, should, we, should we move on to book news? No, I'm thinking about getting a chain for my wallet right now, so oh, I can't think about anything oh, else. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's good stuff. Yeah, let's move on All to right. book news. All right, so what do you got? What do I got? Yeah. Loving is what I got. Hmm. That's another 90s song. Good for you. Remember me. All right. Um, all right, so we're talking about the books that come out March 14th. Yes. 2017. Hey, this week, Beauty and the Beast comes out. You don't yeah, care yeah, about yeah. that. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I told you in the car. I was excited, but some of the reviews I've said says it's overlong. And that, that's another one of my huge pet peeves about movies. Yeah. Like, every movie has to be two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. It's like, uh, and uh, dial it somebody back says a all bit. the songs feel like cover versions of the songs you actually like. Yeah. So that's rough. Yeah. So. That probably it would feel even truer since Disney is always putting out like cover versions of yeah, their songs. True. So like, so how's this? Yeah. Who, who did the cover version of Tales of this Time? Oh. And the end credits of the. Yeah, I I don't remember. Not Whitney Houston. No, it wasn't Whitney Houston. All right. But... All right, you look that up. I'll yeah. Okay. I'll fact check. Of the yeah. All right. Before the War by Faye Weldon, London, 1922. It's a cold November morning. The mm. station is windswept mm-hmm. and rural, and the sky is threatening snow, and the train is late. Vivian Ripple, 20 years old and ungainly, 5'11", waits on the platform of Dilburn Halt. She's wealthy. We're, oh, wait, this thing needs to start. Uh, the very morning, <laughs> that very morning, Vivi will ride to the city with the express purpose of changing her life forever. Mm-hmm. But I won't know how, because I got rid of that. Celine Dion. Celine Dion yeah. was Tales of Those Time? And Peebo Bryson sang Beauty and the Beast. Who's Peebo? Sang with uh, Celine Dion. <laughs> That's his claim to fame. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to say Charlton Heston. Now, you tell me what the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Charlton Heston is. Planet of the Apes. Okay. Uh, what would you say he was in terms of Hollywood? Oh, I, I don't... This book is called Charlton Heston, Hollywood's Last Icon. Really? Yeah. Huh. Do you believe that? No. By Mark Elliott. This is the definitive biography of one of the most iconic, complex, and enduring legends of Hollywood's golden age, whose major present in American film, radio, television, stage, and theater lasted beyond the second half of the 20th century, whose classic films are known throughout the world. Yeah, it was a big deal. Well, I think yeah. his later years, he was just so involved in like the NRA and gun rights. I think he got 
more known for that. Yeah. Uh, this is written by New York Times bestselling prize-winning author Mark uh, Elliott. He wrote Cary Grant, Walt Disney, Clint Eastwood, Steve McQueen, and Jack Nicholson and others. This is an unprecedented access with family, friends, and Hester's I miss private... Jack Nicholson. He's still here. I know, but he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's playing the Joker. No. Oh, that's 1989. Yeah, you're thinking of that. Darn it. Again, yeah. Uh, what's the last thing he did? When he was did about that. Schmidt? He did. No, that was, that was like, I don't know. We just got a bucket list. We just added Yeah, we're going to show a bucket list. list on the 28th. That's our senior matinee. Yeah. Last thing he did was that one with Reese Witherspoon and Owen Wilson. It was good. He was good in it, but. What was that? I can't remember what it's called. I didn't even know it existed. It is. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can't think of uh, the last time I saw it. Maybe Anger Management. Yeah. I saw that movie. Yeah. He's not in that movie with uh, Alan Arkin. Well, no. No. He was in The Departed. I mean, that was a big... That's right. That yeah. was great. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. I got you off track. That's Just okay. about Jack Nicholson. I know. That's yeah. a common occurrence yeah. to you. Yeah. It's like, hey, Nick, what are yeah. you doing? All work and no play, you know. Yes. Makes Jack a doll boy. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pretty famous. Uh, he worked a lot in elements the 70s. Of the, it, never mind. Okay. What's your favorite Nicholson film? Neither here nor You're going to say The Shining. It's not. You're no. going to say The Batman. No, I don't. I don't particularly like him in The Shining because he's just so crazy, like yeah. right from the beginning. I don't know. That's a tough question. Come back to me. I pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not Clockwork. Not Clockwork Orange. That's not the one. One Flew of the Cuckoo's I Nest. I said, come back All to right. me. Himself by Jesse Kidd. Having been abandoned on the steps of the orphanage as an infant, lovable car thief and Dublin charmer, Mahoney assumed all his life that his mother had simply given him up. Mm-hmm. But when he receives an anonymous note suggesting that foul play may have led to his mother's disappearance, he sees only one option, to return to the rural, uh, the rural, not royal, I'm saying rural, right? rural Irish village mm-hmm. where he was born to find out what really happened 26 years ago. Okay. You gonna read this? Mm. Lovable scamp going on an adventure to find his mother? Mm. All right. In this grave... Non distracted by Jack Nicholson movies. I love A Few Good Men. Uh-huh. I love As Good As It Gets. I wouldn't count. I love Something's Gotta Give. Uh-huh. Anger management's not so great. You're focusing on a lot of his later years. Yeah. I know. You haven't seen his 70s output, I guess? I guess I haven't seen a ton of his 70s stuff, and I need to go back. Shining? Chinatown? Yeah, I've seen Shining. Uh, I don't think I've seen Easy Rider. Easy Rider? Anyway. Okay. Let's, let's continue on with our book news. In this grave hour... A Maisie Dobbs novel by Jacqueline Winspear. Oh, yes. When are you going to do a Jacqueline Winspear book in your book clubs? Hmm, that's a good question. I bet they would like that. What? That would have to be your page turners? Yeah, they're mysteries. World War Two. I don't know. The cover of this says, War Declared. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. We'll be able to know. Sunday, September 3rd, 1939. There you go. There you go. Let's both say there you go at the same time. Ready? One, yeah. two, three. There you go. <laughs> oh, you didn't do it. Okay, okay. I thought we were doing New it. York, 2140. There oh, you wow. go. New York's still around in 2140. Congratulations. This is a, wow. a bold future. I guess This so. is by Kim Stanley Robinson, author of... I don't know. The Mars, the Mars Trilogy. The Mars Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, we have that. Yeah, and... Um, ooh, I can't remember it now. This He won, or he was up for the Hugo. It came out a while ago. It was kind of big. Oh, Apparently not that big. Oh, wait. Maybe it'll say right here. No. Nope. Maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm begging you. Oh, 2312. Okay. Anyway, the, uh, the water rose, submerging New York City, but the residents adapted and remained the bustling, vibrant metropolis has always been, though changed forever. Every street became a canal. Every skyscraper an island. All right, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> through the eyes of uh, varied inhabitants of one building, Kim Stanley Robinson shows us how one of the great cities will change with the rising tides, and how we will change too. Do you think mm-hmm. people have gills? I bet they will. Probably they'd need to. Yeah. So uh, that that didn't take long to win me over. 
No, it didn't. So, uh, Saratoga Payback, a Charlie Bradshaw mystery. I didn't know where you were going to go with that. I almost said Springs. Yeah. Uh, by Stephen Dubins. The la- <laughs> latest installment in Stephen Dubins. Dubins, Charlie Bradshaw mystery. Oh, you know why I brought this up? Tell I thought it would be funny if it was, was the Terry Bradshaw mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny, but... That was funny. Football fans I mean, are just your cracking joke, up. Your joke was funny, but... Oh, yeah. That so. would get old real quick. <laughs> yeah. Those 30-second commercials, I'm like, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, the Cutthroat, an Isaac Bell adventure. Clive Cussler oh. and Julian Scott. So yes. Isaac Bell, these are like his gangster books, though. Oh. So the covers aren't fun uh. because this is just two people. That's the only thing I look forward to when a new yeah. book comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see that yeah. crazy cover. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Catherine Coulter's doing it though. The Devil's Triangle, a Brit in the FBI thriller by Catherine Coulter and J.T. Ellison. So Catherine Coulter, hmm. she's got her co-writers all set up. She's busy, I guess. I guess as bu- so. Uh, I didn't think she wrote that many books to need a co-author. Yeah, I think she's sort of like over the hump of popularity, you know? Oh. We, in our book sale, we had like 40 copies of her novel, Tailspin. <laughs> like the ones you what buy. Was, what was the name of that novel? Tailspin. <gasps> yeah, the characters of the Jungle Book run a, a small uh, plane emporium. Birds of Fr- Friends so, Forever? Yeah. Another Tailspin. Yeah. All right. If if you get to be Baloo, I want to be uh, Cloud Kicker. Kid uh, Cloud Kicker. First of all, why if I get to be Baloo? Because Obviously, I, be Baloo. I, I don't think so. I could also be Louie. He yeah. gets to run that floating gas station. You're right. They have just as many adventures you as be Louis. Cloud Kicker. Yeah, they do. Uh, also, we have a young adult book coming out that is on order, so we're getting our copy. Hunted by Megan Spooner. Mm. Uh, I wasn't going to get this because it looked like every book okay. that everyone had, but people are talking about it. It keeps showing up on a bunch of lists. Uh, so let's see if, if I chose wisely. Uh, though Yeva grew up with the city's highest aristocrats, far from her father's old lodge, she knows that the forest holds secrets and that her father is the only hunter who's ever come close to discovering them. Okay. Are you in? Hmm. No. It looks like a Beauty and the Beast tale. Mm. There we go. That's I'm really right. not in. Get into it. All right. What do you got? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Are you? Uh, yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm honored. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to talk standard print first, I think, today. We have a fun uh, short story collection called No Middle Name, the collected, complete collected Jack Reacher short stories. Great. So, yeah, a lot of these Reacher short stories just come out like in between books. Sometimes they deal with a book. Sometimes they're just their own thing. But um, I don't know that they've ever been in print. Occasionally, like the hardcover will include like a Jack Reacher short story. But this, I think, is the first time um, that they've actually pulled them all together. So this is going to be coming your way uh, in a couple of months, May. May 16th is when this is expected to have. Something will have. i got to say, I like the cover. It's just a cup of coffee. See, it's, it's good. It's pretty low-key. Makes me want to drink that cup of coffee <laughs> while reading a Jack Reacher short story. Okay, good job. I actually think that uh, the Jack Reacher shtick would work well in the short story form. Much like James Bond. I kind of prefer the James Bond short stories to the long novels. Hmm. Have you read many? Any James Bond? Yeah. Just the first one, Casino Royale. I mean short stories. Oh, then no. Okay. I get, when Quantum of Solace came out, that's a short story where they just used the title. But right. they put all the short stories in one volume called Quantum of Solace. Uh, and so 
I, I, Corner of Souls itself is actually a very good story. It just has nothing to do with that terrible movie. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton. When is this? What's the actual? May 23rd, okay. 2017. So Eric has read this. Sure have. And I will shortly. And wow. around, around May, we're going to do a, a little um, posthumous release Crichton spotlight. So we'll we'll go right. in, we'll go in more depth that about these fun. then. But Michael Crichton, the number one Times New York's, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Jurassic Park. Yeah, you've read that one. Yes, that's an er- okay. a couple times. Okay, returns to the world of paleontology in this recently discovered well. novel, a thrilling adventure set in the Wild West during the Golden Age of fossil hunting. Hmm. I've never I wasn't aware that there was a Golden Age of fossil hunting. That's during the dinosaur wars. We talked about it. Yeah, apparently. A page turner that draws on both meticulously researched history and an exuberant imagination, Dragon Teeth is based on the rivalry between real life paleontologists Cope and Marsh. And William Johnson readers will find an inspiring hero only Michael Crichton could have imagined. Perfectly paced and brilliantly plotted, this enormously winning adventure is destined to become another Crichton classic. Do you agree with that? Uh, it reads a lot like his earlier fiction. Okay. So if you've read, like, The Terminal Man. Or um, Andromeda Strain? That's a little bit more science-y. I'm trying to think of the other one that came. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. But if you read, like, his 70s kind of stuff, it feels like that. It feels like his 70s output. Yeah. So um, it is actually going... The the Bone War, the rivalry between the two people um, during the 1800s to discover dinosaur bones led to them discovering, like, hundreds of species. Wow. So uh, they ruined their lives doing it. Sure. But they found some yeah. cool dinosaur bones. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next. <laughs> some cool dinosaur Night, bones. Nighthawk. This is number 14 mm-hmm. in the Pneumophiles series. I always call a Nighthawk an owl. Yeah, that makes but sense. But that is what it is. A Kurt Austin adventure. So if yeah. you follow Kurt Austin. Who and doesn't? this is by Clive Cussler. Sure. And Graham Brown. The cover for this is a little bit more Cussler, but not as much. Yeah. As I would hope. Okay. Uh, Numa crew leaders Kurt Austin and Joe... Zavala must beat the clock to stop the world's most dazzling new technological advance from becoming mankind's last in this action-packed thriller from the number one New York Times best-selling Grand Master of Adventure. <laughs> Laying it on thick. Yeah. So this has a, a, you know, like a space shuttle. What? Come, yeah. Wow. Coming down, like burning up on re-entry. That's a little bit basically. too modern for me. I know. For a Clive Cussler yeah. cover. Yeah. You can have like a modern day ship. Yeah. But nobody really thinks a ship is very like yeah. stay nobody I mean a space shuttle. Is, yeah. I know. It's like aliens it's showing not, up in an Indiana Jones this, movie. Who this, would do that? No, never. This looks like a Dale Brown cover to me. Oh. That's, that's what it looks like. Okay. So who knows? I think he's kind of it sounds like he's doing the same thing that Jimmy P is doing, you know, mm. like pulling in these different Five Cussler presents. Yeah. yeah. Pulling in these different side authors and taking stories and directions. That I think Cussler's kind of stories really are done. Go. I think oh, the yeah. world has moved very far past them. Yeah. So, yep. too bad. I would like to read more Clive Cussler, I think, but I don't think I like his writing. Mm. But I would like to read more stories like that. Yeah, they always look more. very exciting. Yes. But you're the, I haven't read them. You've read I've them. read the uh, Mediterranean Caper. Caper. Yeah. That's like his first one. Now, I've seen just, the great Muppet Caper, and I don't know if that's it an was adaptation. Similar. Yeah, it, it was similar. similar. Okay. Muppet Caper's probably a little bit more sexist. Really? No. Wow. <laughs> Wowzer. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to large print. So we're going to have these in May again, May 18th for this one. 
uh, Colm Tobin's House of Names. They cut her hair before they dragged her Eric. to the place of sacrifice. Eric. Her mouth was gagged Jason. to stop her cursing her father, oh. her cowardly two-tongued Meryl. father. Nonetheless, they heard her muffled Billy. screams. On the day of Moose. his daughter's wedding, Agamemnon Boris. orders her sacrifice. Tina. So that sounds Trisha. intense. It's probably not something I'm going to read, but... That you, was you're listing actresses from Father of the Bride. No, I was saying the there. I was saying House of Names. Oh, okay. It was All the right. House of Names. All right. You I just go it. in and you just hear. Anyway, sounds like a dark tale. Yeah. So if that's your jam, yeah. we're gonna have it in May. Michael. Uh, Stars over Clear Lake by Loretta Ellsworth. Mm. For the first time in decades, <gasps> Eric. Lorraine Kindred has returned to the ballroom where she was swept away by the big bands during the nineteen forties wow. and by a star crossed romance okay cool as she takes in the magnificent energy and brassy sounds of her youth the past comes to life along with the fateful decision all those years ago that forced her to choose between personal conviction and social expectations yeah between the two men who had captured her heart it had been a time of great music and love eric but also of war and sacrifice and Uh now trying to make peace with her memories lorraine must find the courage to face buried secrets Uh in the process okay she will rediscover herself okay that's good her passion and Your capacity for resilience. Oh. Yeah. 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 You probably don't want to have to rediscover your uh, resilience. You probably want that to no, be something that, like, better if it was just right there all the time. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, so you could just call on it when needed. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't really want to be tested. You want, yeah. Tested. You want to live a nice, soft, squishy life. Yeah, exactly. People are like, oh, how's your resilience? Like, exactly. couldn't tell you. Haven't had to test it. That's right. All right, well, tell me what's going on in the New York Times bestseller list. Because oh, I am interested. I can tell you that The Shack... Is the number one ebook and uh, ebook? Okay, it's the number one ebook right now. All right, because of the movie starring Sam Worthington's face, I guess. Uh, these Sam Worthington. <laughs> oh, Empires and the Star Wars book down to number eleven. Yeah, people Which actually book? started reading it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Chuck. Yeah. Oh, Chuck went. Oh, Chuck, Chuck went dig. Yeah, yep. that should be put in context. Yeah. All right, so these are the top ten books. On the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction, we have number 10, The Whistler by John Grisham. You're slipping, Grish. Yeah. Camino Island's coming out in like three months, yeah. so he, he doesn't even need to. No. He's like, whatever. Buy The Whistler if you want. Yeah. I got a new one, baby. Yeah, it's going to be in paperback soon anyway. Yeah. I mentioned this one, too. This is a weird, like, just coming out of nowhere kind of a Grish novel, so. Okay. We'll see. Grish, yeah. This will be the fifth Grisham novel you've read and haven't liked? probably yeah yeah you're not much of a grisham fan anymore i know it's um hey this is back on the top 10 number nine a gentleman in moscow by armor towels you remember this about a sadistic architect no this is the russian (laughs) count who undergoes 30 years of house arrest oh no the sadistic architect is down to number 15 uh the book is called the girl before now that i say it it should just be called the sadistic architect yeah that would be good the girl before yeah okay yeah all right, I've number, seen that going in and out a lot. That's, yeah, that's, been that's because people are like, of course. Yeah. Of course the architect start, could be the, the villain. It starts with the girl, so people are like, it's the next girl on the train. It's the next girl. It sure is, Just yeah. put girl in the title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number eight, a piece of the world. Uh, did we do the bestsellers list last week? I don't know. Because I see a piece of a world, and it says it's been on this for two weeks now, but I don't remember it. Mm. Imagine the life of central figure of Andrew Wirth's iconic painting, Christina's World. Yes, we talked about this. Okay. Da-da-da-da, Christina's World. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that's Elmo's World. I don't get it. Okay. Elmo's World. All right. I think I was trying to do Bobby's World. Do you remember how the oh, theme sure. for Bobby's, Bobby's World goes? World. Oh, no, I don't remember the theme. Okay. Um, 
How's the theme for Tailspins go again? No, just kidding. <laughs> Number seven, oh, humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> humans. Humans bow down. Oh, yeah. By James Patterson yeah. and Emily Raymond with Jill Dombowski. <laughs> After the this, great... This is like your satirical fake book club where yeah. you guys are trans translating this book that's that's what it's become it's like james patterson and his co-author and his co-author's yep. co-author yeah and his co-author's team yeah. of and i'm sure there's a cat co-authors who, who uh, yeah sneaky pie too. brown actually helped write yeah, this yeah as well uncredited of yeah. course after but. the great war a woman is determined to save humanity before the wonder woman victitious oh victorious victitious victitious <laughs> before the victorious robots wipe it out this was already done uh and it's called Robo Apocalypse and the sequel of Robo Genesis. Oh. So read those instead. Wow. Number six, Heartbreak Hotel <gasps> by Jonathan Kellerman. This has nothing You're not to do. Fool me. I know it's not an Elvis thing. It has thing. nothing to do with Elvis. Man, you just want to get my hopes up. Number five, Echoes in Death. Echoes, 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 oh. Echoes. Yeah. Number, oh, by J.D. Robb. J.D. Robb. Number four, The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Back high up. He's Going been strong. here for 30 years. Going but you know what's. <laughs> Uh, I said 30 years. I meant 30 weeks. <laughs> it feels like 30 years. Uh, number three, though, beat it out, Banana Cream Pie Murder. <gasps> Sneaky Pie Brown does it again. By oh, no, Joanne, Joanne Fluke. Fluke. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You so, just love Sneaky Pie Brown's output, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hannah Swenson, the bakery owner and amateur sleuth at Lake Eden Min. Uh, Min what yeah. is that? Minnesota? Oh, sure. Returns from her honeymoon to confront an actress's mysterious death. Mm. She was allergic to banana. Oh, boy. She ate a banana cream pie. Oh, no. No mystery. Oh, no. Number two, Lincoln and the Bardo. Lincoln and the Bardo. Continue it for I, me. I don't know. <laughs> just, just kind of like Are a song. Are you doing Turkey in the Straw? Oh, okay. I don't, how's Turkey in the Straw right. go? I don't want to sing it. Turkey in the Straw. I, don't I do care. really want to read Lincoln and the Bardo. I've decided I'm going to put it on like next year's like January book club first thing. Nice. For contemporary yeah. classics. That's right, it's Eric. Only here, it's only been here for three weeks. You're yeah. already calling it a classic. Yeah, I am. Well, I guess with your contemporary classics, you can do whatever you want. I guess so. Number one. What do you think number one is? I can't. I, I don't know. Would you think that it would be a book about Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman? No, I actually wouldn't. this book has been here for four weeks. On the and number, it's one number one slide. I don't it think it's very been. cool. I was at Burlingham Books over the weekend, and they had a copy of it. It, it looks very inviting. We have our own copy. Do we keep it in? We keep ours in nonfiction. No, it's fiction. It's so crazy to me. Well, it's a retelling of North folklore, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the boss of this, but I would put it in nonfiction. Mm-hmm. It's just retelling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe maybe he so has. Own, yeah, that's it. When are you gonna read this? What? This book. Lincoln and the Bardo. The one we're talking about. Norse mythology. Yes. I don't know. Maybe soon. I do need to get back in love with reading. Yeah. I I feel like yes. something's happened. Something's happened inside yeah. of your little heart. Yeah, it broke. It's because it I just loved a book too much, and yep. then uh, then it ran away, ran away with a book that it met at boating school. Wow, <laughs> yes, that makes no sense. Yeah, that makes no they both sense took at boat, all. Boat classes, yep. and they fell in love, and now they they left for the seas. Okay, and I I haven't been able to read since. All right, so well that's yeah that's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, and maybe maybe uh, a little talk of lemony snicket's gonna cheer you up. I doubt it. And now what can only be described as a series of fortunate events, we have our longtime returning guest, Who says Steve that? Van Valkenburg, <laughs> returning. My brother, Steve, right, say yeah. hello. Hello. Uh, Steve's here just in time to talk about our old friend, Lemony Snicket. Yeah. So, I know, Eric, you're real excited about this Sure one. am. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we have a reluctant, somewhat mute uh, second guest, my sister Christy. Here, just say hello. 
Hello. Yeah, I dragged her on because she's the only one of us who's watched the Netflix show. Uh, I've seen enough. You've seen clips. Yeah. Okay. I've seen whatever's been on while my wife is watching it. Okay. Sometimes I stand there and watch it. Other times I go, huh, and leave. Like an indignant sort of, Yeah. I don't need yeah. this like kind of snobbery. thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, All right. Who's this for? Actually, right. we, we do need to talk about that when we get to the next week's show because I don't know who it's for. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Well, uh, I think to dive in, let's first talk about how we first came across uh, this author. So okay. a- as we've discussed in an earlier episode this year, uh, Daniel Handler is uh, Lemony Snicket's real name. Lemony Snicket is the pseudonym he uses for basically Ooh. the series of unfortunate is this events. A, is this an all the book show hot hot scoop? No. Did we just are we the first to report to on this? To break that Daniel yeah. Handler is really this Lemony Snicket. This just in Lemony Snicket an alias. Okay, yeah. Yeah, nice. not real. You'd think that it sounds like a birth name. It sounds like a natural. Yeah. Yeah. I'll name this baby Lemony, but no. <laughs> No, so it's, it's kind of weird because Lemony Snicket, uh, the author, is also kind of a side character in the series of unfortunate events, and, and like the primary character in the All the Wrong Questions series, right, Steve? Yes. Yeah, and, uh, you've just read the one of those. Yes, first. All one. right, we'll it's have like to dig how, into that uh, in a minute. But J.K. Rowling is always popping up in Harry Potter. You're thinking of Alfred Hitchcock and Hitchcock movies. Oh, right. That's she what doesn't. It is. Yeah, right. she doesn't show up. Okay. She doesn't show up. Okay. Well, to answer my own question, uh, <laughs> I discovered a series of unfortunate events in like. 2001 or two, when I worked at Willard Library in uh, Michigan, I was doing the... Shout out. Yeah, shout out. I was doing the uh, uh, book drop. We'd empty a big giant trough of book drops twice a day. Right. And it was always like, they had a million copies of each one of those books. At that uh-huh. point, only a few of them were out. But, uh, and they would just, every day, there'd be yeah. Lemony Snicket books in there. And I was just like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and I was already too old for it. I mean, by that point, I was like 19 or yeah. so. But uh, I picked them up and... Uh, I listened to the audiobook, and the audiobook, you know who this is read by? Is it Tim Curry? It's Tim Curry, yes. That's interesting, because uh, Tim Curry also plays Lemony Snicket in the video game. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, I've never played the video game. I, I did. Know. I think it's based on the movie. Uh, yeah, it's based on the movie. Wow. Okay. Is it good? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Well, what kind of game is it? Is um, it... You play as each of the children in different levels. And oh, each okay. of various abilities. So is it like a is it like a puzzle? This would be game? the PS2, GameCube, Xbox One era. Oh, that era. X, yes. Xbox. It's PS2, yeah. Like in Steve's last appearance here, he's just blowing the lid off us with these uh with this PS2 did you know there was a PS2 yes. adaptation? So that's great. Anyway, Tim Curry reading them is great. Yeah. So that I think that's probably the reason why I loved the series as much as I did at the time, because mm-hmm. he just reads them perfectly. Mm-hmm. All the all the snark and all the I, I don't know style mm-hmm. of it. Look, Coming, if you're trying to sell me on Tim no, Curry, no, I you know. don't need to. <laughs> I know. I'm already on I know. Boat Curry. But uh, at one point, I don't know, maybe it's like book four or something, Daniel Handler reads it himself. Not good. Uh, it yeah. kind of like derailed it. Actually, and they brought Tim Curry my back. My wife was just looking at some uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sparks audiobooks. Yeah. And he reads a few. Does he? Yeah. Nicholas I, Sparks. I can't imagine that's good. Wow. Because imagine if he had like a really wow. unattractive gross kind of voice yeah that like a slimy be good. voice that wouldn't be good i think we've devoted too much time in past episodes to nicholas sparks so we'll just move on okay. from there <laughs> uh okay so steve you read the whole series yes all right and christy you've read like three of them three of them okay and were you a fan yeah but not not enticed to continue the whole series Right. Three was enough. Okay. Well, the movie, the, have you seen the movie? Oh, yeah. I the, love the movie. Yeah, the movie's great. And it's based on the first three books. Yeah. So, there you go. You got your nice little pod of Lemony Snicket that you like. <laughs> Eric, what about you? I saw the movie in you theaters. You saw the movie in theaters? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think maybe I did, too. Yeah, That's too. a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. Yes. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. So, and the series you've read... 
the first the book. The first book. Yeah. Okay. Not for you. No. It's okay. not for me. All right. Well, let's dig into but. it. Um, here's what I like about it. Okay. Uh, I think I think tonally it's weird because it's it's a you know, we we would classify it as a junior book, which is kind of meant for that like eight to twelve age. But yeah. it's dark, you know, it's dark and kind of despairing. Um, and a lot of the, uh, a word which here means blah, 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 that thing he does, uh, that device he uses so many times. I, I guess it's surprising to me that this series took off the way it did, because it is, I don't know who the audience is for. I mean, just, just exactly like you're saying, Eric. Not me. Not, no, I know. No, we know it's me. not you. We know it's not you. Yeah. But I can't, how old were you guys You when all you say it? the good stuff about it, and then I'll cut. Well, I was probably, oh, 11, 12. Okay, yeah. so that... And I was probably like 10. Okay, so that's the target age. Nick, you were about 25. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read all books at once. Yeah, I think I get through the whole it. series. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I read them, I think, pretty close together. I'm like, look, looking at my Goodreads here. Um, yeah, I read them kind of right through, uh, and I eventually caught up. So they were still coming out when I read them, and I remember like being excited about the end, uh, which we'll, we'll get into the end in a oh, minute. I think, he's, uh, I think Lemony Snicket's as old as you. Is he? He was born in 1970. That's significantly older than me, and you know that. 1975? Mister, I can't move a bookcase without <gasps> having to soak in a hot tub. That's a secret! Well, not anymore, <laughs> sister. Uh, okay, so it felt... Okay, I guess, Stevie, you and I are the only ones who have read the whole series. Did you ever find a drag? You know, you get to a point, and it's like, okay, fine, they need a new... I'd never found it boring, if that's what you're asking. Okay. I feel like it was a very similar style all the way through, but I feel like that... It's kind of the yeah. point. Uh, like Harry Potter, the books tend to get bigger and bigger as yeah. they go along, where The Bad Beginning is a slim little volume. And by by the time you get to, uh, like, the end, and I think Slippery Slope was also really big, yeah. uh, they're just getting, like, thicker and thicker and thicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, this um, just in, though. Uh, Lemony Snicket just revealed that Klaus, a lefty. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's like J.K. Rowling. Yeah, that's that everything I ever thought about. Going yeah, back and telling Yeah, because it's a big deal that things. whatever her name is is a yeah. lefty. Yeah. No, she's a righty? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. I right. think so. All right, so the series of unfortunate events. Um, I'm a fan. I mean, look, looking at my reviews, I think uh, I liked the middle books. It seems like I like those the best. And the last couple I was a little disappointed in. But I'll tell you what I like about it. I like the – it feels like it's kind of a retro style. Um but it also manages to feel like modern as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, kind of like La La Land, as, La La Land. as we were just of talking about. Yes. You know, did uh, you see La La Land? Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. did see La La Land. Yeah. So because it is modern, it's certainly modern. I think even now, you know, to pick this up now, it even it would feel contemporary, even though at this point it's significantly. I mean, it's like sixteen, seventeen years old at this point. Yeah. I think if you pick it up, it would still feel you know current, which is good, and I think that's a testament to how well they're written. I agree. Um, and I think probably the, the 13 books, I mean, the number 13 just fits so well with really the series, does. you yeah. know. So I think it was like, well, it has to be 13 books. Although I was what always... it was five? No, that wouldn't work <laughs> because 13 is an unlucky number. So yeah. five, five wouldn't really yeah. work. Five wouldn't really work. Um, <laughs> I tell you, I was always irritated that there's no alliteration in the final book because it's always like Grim Grotto, Penultimate Peril, Slippery Slope. And the last book's just called The End, not like The Eternal End or The Everlasting yeah. End or... You know, yeah, everlasting so. love. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You yeah. want to sing a few bars? No, I'm all right. while you're at it. Okay, no. that's fine. Something that's always bothered me, and I'm told that some of this is addressed in the new Netflix show, is all of the like MacGuffins that never really like are resolved. You have all these like hanging threads, like the sugar bowl. Do you remember the sugar bowl? Towards the end of the series, they're they're constantly trying to get the sugar bowl that has these secrets in it about like their parents and the past and the VFD. 
Oh, yeah. And a lot of the last books are sort of, they revolve around them trying to get this. And they never do. And it's never explained. You never know what's in it. And that's one of many things that are like that, that are just loose threads. And, I mean, I'll give him the credit to saying that's probably intentional. Like, he probably did it like that because it was really about the the character journey. But I guess in a series that long, I wanted more payoff than I got in the end. Um, I was kind of like, oh, well, I guess that's it, you know, when it ended. Rather than feeling, uh, you know, 13 books in, you want to have a big, like, wow, that was a huge payoff. And I don't really think that you got that. Yeah, I'd agree. So, I don't know. Um, and I, and I to, to continue on after that with uh, All the Wrong Questions, that's a book that um, does nothing for me. Like, I... I try All the Wrong Todays. Oh, that's a good, yeah. Is that anything or just... That's the sci-fi book about oh, the alternate reality. Okay, yeah, I'll read that. book news a long time ago, okay. which I think we should call the book drop now that you've Oh, that's good. That yeah, I like that a lot. There you go. That's really good. <laughs> so Who Could It Be at This Hour is, I guess, a prequel to the series of Unfortunate Events because yeah. you're following a young Lemony Snicket. But teenager, it's, I believe. It's like a prequel Ooh. spinoff, I guess. Uh, oh, going back to the audios, though, for a minute. The Those audiobooks are read by the kid who played Klaus in the series of Unfortunate Events movies. Oh, nice. Which is a cool thing to do, but he's not a great audiobook reader, so that kind of... I I picked this book up when it first came out, the first book in the series being uh, Who Could It Be at This Hour? And I tried. I really tried. And I just couldn't... I never finished it. I liked it. I I breezed right through it. Okay. All right. See, and then in preparation for this podcast, I thought, oh, no, I need to go back and give that another shot. I probably dismissed it too quickly. And I got about halfway through. It was just like, I am not compelled by this. I don't care where it's going. Nothing I want to see resolved. So, I feel like it doesn't have the staying power of the series of unfortunate events. No, series, I don't but think so either. I find it very likable and easy okay. to read. Well, that's interesting because I felt like, um, you know, even halfway through, I was like, I have no idea what the plot of this book is. I don't know anybody's motivations. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, did you feel that at all, or uh, a little bit? But felt a little more absurd with the characters a little bit yeah. than the other one. But yeah. it was enjoyable though. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, absurdity is is a, let's let's focus on that for a minute because <laughs> I think tonally. Uh, if you have something like like Harry Potter, um, I mean, even though there's magic and wizards and everything, I think it's very much set in like this world in a grounded, you know, version of this world that happens to have a magical side. Uh, whereas like Lemony Snicket's books are just in their own weird kind of absurdist mm-hmm. world altogether. I mean, they just the adult characters are all yeah gullible and right, yeah. right, and and just stylistically, I don't think it's meant to be a representation of like this world no i wouldn't say so either Um, and so i think that that i felt like with the new series all the wrong questions that that concept sort of got away from him because i feel like with the series of unfortunate events you know the baudelaire kids i mean their their story like who's going to be their guardian are they going to end up they're going to have their happily ever after they're going to figure out what happened to their parents blah 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 that is the driving force and then you have all of this like tone and things surrounding it but i feel like with this new book you have all the like the quirk and the smirk and no substance. Like you just don't, you should have said, no, I see your point. Twerk. Oh yeah. There's, there's very little twerking in it. So indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't know, Eric, maybe, I mean, being over there, do you ever see these books check out the, all the wrong questions? All the wrong questions. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's four, there's four of them and I don't, 
I never nobody cares about that. They never seem to like crest over. And looking at the the timeline, I mean, it's a long. It's almost ten years between yeah. those between when the end came out and when Who Could It Be at This Hour came out. So that's a pretty long stretch. Yeah, you know, to yeah, not, I didn't even to, hear about the the new series until recently. Yeah, I think that's and the thing. I, years ago, you know, I think the strength of like the Lemony Snicket brand is what got them uh, put yeah. in there. But it didn't. Uh, I don't I know. Think I never if the uh, the. Series of Unfortunate Events didn't exist, and this just came out first. I don't think it would have been as much of a household no, thing. No, I don't They're think They're still so enjoyable either. books, but I don't think they have the and power. And I really don't did. see them being, like, adapted into anything. No, or, I don't either. So, um, and I've never read any. I mean, we're not focusing on the Daniel Handler stuff, uh, but I've never read any of his, like, adult novels, which, what was entitled, the one we talked about it, and coming out, I think, in August, he's got a new adult. But it's all right. It's okay. all right. But uh, Daniel Handler's sort of returning to his roots and putting out an adult novel later this year, which is the first in a very long time. Uh, so that, I think, has a little bit of buzz around it just because of that, because he's kind of switching genres again. Um, but it's, it's the timing, I think, uh, on the new Netflix series is kind of weird. Uh, because it's so far removed from the series, it's so far removed from the movies. Um, I think all the fans of Series of Unfortunate Events are now like 30. So, you know. Yeah, that's why I don't know who the show's for. Yeah. Because, like, if it was on DVD, I wouldn't know if we just put it in TV. Right. Or if we put it in family. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, you watch it and, like, it has that... I don't know. It's so repetitive in all its little, like, this can't be Count Olaf. He has one eyebrow, and this guy's got two, like, oh. eight times, like, huh. every episode. And, like, that's, you know, if you're See, a kid, I, you can put up with that. But then... I think that, that that worked a little bit in the books, because you just kind of accepted that that was the tone that you're in. I feel like it would be harder to The show is translate. pretty, like, gruesome. I mean, like... Is it? I mean, people just get... People are killed. Yeah. It's not, like... That's true. In family-friendly ways. Right. So, I don't know. It has this just weird vibe. I mean, it does seem like it's like, hey, did you read these as a kid? Well, then this show is for you. It seems like it's for the 30-year-old fans So it's more like an adult. I, than I, mean, like, I agree. You don't think it like kids would like it? Like, I don't I feel, think children would understand yeah, that, I feel that like, stuff's not okay. Right. <laughs> I feel like if you wanted to show a kid, like, the movie would be better than yeah. the... Than the uh, in the show. Well, and the movie has its darkness, too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I kind of like the movie. I like the movie. To be fair, the movie, I don't know. I, di- I didn't like the first book at all. Okay. And again, this is probably a lot has to do with the same stuff that why well, I didn't like Eleanor and Park, even though I knew it was like a good book. I yeah. just didn't like it because it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Like, the first book, it's all like, it's just all darkness. It's all like, boy, sure stinks having these kids get smacked around and living on the hardwood floor and stuff. Yeah. Like, their adventures, they just read a little bit and then, you know, get free because of a technicality. Yeah. It's just like, I wouldn't, I'm I'm never picking up another one because I couldn't do that for 11 more books. Yeah. I don't know, 12 12 more books. But as a kid, maybe I would have. But I used to, like, compare him to Roald Dahl. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think about it, like, something like James and the Giant Peach, like, he has a terrible, horrible life with his two aunts, but it's like at the very beginning. And then yeah. he goes, has this like grand adventure inside a flying peach right. with some talking, singing insects. Right. But like <laughs> that, that just doesn't happen in this. It's just, I just don't like reading it. I'm like, so what's, what's the main story, I guess, of the first book? It's yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's always, it's always meant to be, you know, part of a longer story. I guess I just didn't see little, the appeal. It's I'm like, episodic. Why would, I think, I think the really books are to be episodic. sympathetic. To start with. Yeah, I guess, 
I just like, I don't get why like after the first book like people like more. Well, I think that you're meant to be drawn into like their plight and the mystery of it, and you want to see Kanoluf like get punished. You want to yeah. see the kids overcome it, and and each book I think there is a it gets a little more. I there's more hope. Like it it gets progressively like the kids have more. They I get guess, the better of people more often as the books go on. I guess my problem is, like, when you say, like, you want to see Count Olaf be punished or something, it's like, because you said it's not the real world, yeah. like, Count Olaf, in the real world, yeah. would not have those kids. Yeah, the whole thing's absurd. And I mean, so, like, it's kind of like, well, they're, it, who, yeah. how will he get punished? You know, it's just kind of yeah. like one of those, like, there's, there's no sense of reality yeah. in a lot of it, so, like, there's no real sense like well this will work itself out and now you just read this recently right yeah so i can't imagine me picking it up now and like finding <laughs> two something. years later after finishing the series yeah yeah i mean I, that's i don't know that would be weird and i guess an example would be how i felt about the new series because there's a lot of the same hallmarks in yeah. the all the wrong question series and i just like couldn't see it at all yeah. so you know it could be a kind of thing where they where you know you're in that sweet spot mm-hmm. age uh or a little after yeah. as i was and you can kind of like roll with it yeah, I guess it was pretty. I, I think probably we should remember too context of when this came out. It was kind of uh, you know revolutionary in its way. I mean, now I think we have different things. I mean, we have we're used to this kind of series now with like Spiderwick Chronicles or or even or even Spiderwick Chronicles appreciates you name dropping them. Yes, they, they definitely need. But that. I think that I think that this was really early on in the the development of these like. Uh, intense series meant for this age. Because I think before that, you know, if you're 8 to 12, you've got, like, Hardy Boys, you've got Nancy Drew, you've got some of the other things like that. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, it's its own genre. I mean, you have, well, Steve loves what, Artemis Fowl? Is that the series? Yeah. Like, Artemis Fowl, you've got the Percy Jacksons, you've got, I mean, we're used to, Rangers Apprentice, Eric? Sure. We're used to that <laughs> being a thing now. Yeah. You know, and I think at the time... Uh, this was pretty revolutionary to yeah, have 1999 it. 1999 was the first book. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's not YA. It's not meant for adults. It's mm-hmm. not a little kid series. It's right. like, it's this right in between with a yeah. with an age, I think, that hadn't really got a lot of this kind of thing before. So, you know, if you're seeing it for the first time and it's a new mm-hmm. thing, I mean, that's going to that's gonna have a lot of, like, hype with it. And now it's kind of like old hat. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when I just recently read To Kill a Mockingbird and was like, well, I've seen this a hundred times, mm-hmm. you know, just because that was early in the stage of that kind of style. Yeah. And I think the same thing's true of these. So, well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk uh, movie just for a minute. We all, all right, we've so all that seen was Jude Law as Lemony Snicket. That's right. That is Jude Law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've all seen but the movie. You've seen they never movie. show him. Yeah. Yes. No. Well, not so. But that's kind of a thing when you never... Well, the, the pictures Netflix of series, Lemony Snicket are all, always from the, the back. The Netflix series, he's... He's talking like he's um, oh the guy from Twilight Zone, oh Rod Rob's, Roll, uh, uh, Ron Sterling, yeah yeah Rod Sterling yeah. So he he just like comes right out and does like presentations and talks oh. directly to the audience. And He'll just show Patrick up. Patrick Warburton is Patrick Warburton. In okay, the, I thought uh, that was an odd choice when I heard about that. It is an odd choice. He seems pretty good. Yeah. He seems like he could do that for like on a, like if they were doing a uh, uh, Twilight a Twilight Zone. Zone. Could, but yeah, so he's just like right out there. He'll like. Yeah. It will, a scene will happen, and maybe he'll like come out of a manhole okay. and start talking, or he'll be in the audience talking and he'll okay. explain things. So I thought the Jim Carrey movie did a pretty good job of like getting the the tone of the. I thought the books. so too. I just you know wish that they had given more time, like make three movies instead of one where they compress the three books into one movie. I feel like I don't think it. that one of those books could sustain a movie though, especially no. the early ones. I mean, they're just they're light on plot. You know, the, um, the Netflix, they're like a serial. It's the really Netflix a series, it's. I, I don't know how many episodes is 
on right now, but as far as I know, it's two episodes make up a book, and they've done the first four books. Okay. So. And it's at least a couple of seasons, right? The, I, it's only one season right now. Yeah, but I mean, I think they've already yeah. said they're going to extend it on. Yeah. So, but that's the, so two episodes is one, one book, and then. I think the. So I think they've only done the first four books. So that's as long as the movie is, or is it just the first the three? The movie's the first three. Okay. Yeah. I think it goes through, I think it's Bad Reptile Beginning, room, Reptile Rio, yeah. and Bad Beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but I think that that is probably a little bit more suited for the right age group, you know? And I, I was older when that came out, too, and I, I liked it. You yeah. know, I thought Jim Carrey did a good job. Um, I don't know. I think at the time they were thinking they were going to do more. Maybe. And then it just never happened. I mean, it never, yeah. like, materialized. I like, I think so. it, it clicked more for me when I saw the movie. I was like, oh, this is sad and depressing. Yeah. But, like... Because they've connect, you know, bring in three, and it's a little bit more adventure yeah. as it goes on. Yeah, it clicked a little bit better. Yeah, it's Meryl Streep, right? It's a good representation of the world. Like you see all the pieces come together, and it really works. They probably it was probably this big internal debate. Like if we cast Jim Carrey, it's going to be difficult to get a sequel out of it. But how can we not cast Jim yeah. Carrey if he's willing to yeah, do I'm it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. why I saw it. Jim Carrey because of Jim Carrey. Yeah, like was like okay, this looks. Tim Burton-y, yeah. old all like, and it has Jim Carrey in it. So yeah. let's do it. Yeah. So I really like Jim Carrey. I've heard people didn't really care for him that much. Oh, really? I thought he was some good. Some people say I didn't I, care I for it. He, I thought he hit it just right. I, think yeah. I thought it was good. One one negative I've heard about uh, Neil Patrick Harris in the, uh, the Netflix series, in a review, they were talking about how he's becoming a bit too likable mm. uh, throughout the series because he's Neil Patrick Harris and right. he's like, you know, going all in and everything. And it's just like, you end up liking uh, Count Olaf a little bit more than you probably should oh, just I because see. you like Neil Patrick Harris right. doing his thing and being a little goofy and campy. Yeah. And so, oh no. Okay. You want to just pause it? No, I'll just. Oh. Oh, no, it's gone. <laughs> 22. I don't know what's. Very, very nice. Hold on. <laughs> this is Nick? Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I would probably watch the Netflix show if it was placed in front of me. I think I would at least watch an episode just to get a feel of it. Well, again, you're probably the target audience. You think so, I am? Yeah. I'm the right age? Yeah. You don't like it, Christy, right? Not really. I agree with Eric saying that, like, Neil Patrick Harris, at, towards the end of it, got way too, like, likable. And <laughs> just, everybody just, like, was like, okay. You're like, like on I Team don't Olaf. Be- <laughs> well, like, I don't believe that he really is wanting to kill these people oh, okay. and take the fortune. And it's just... Also, in series form, like, the repetitiveness does, I feel like, yeah. cause an issue like yeah, by episode five is like we don't believe like you do it's been five you know seven episodes we're ready for you to start believing the kids now right i feel like that <laughs> that drags on a bit yeah and i i don't know how long each episode are how, how long is each episode is um, it an hour or 30 minutes like almost an hour not Ooh. exactly an hour yeah that's boy. rough that's long so that's about two hours a book yeah well i think one of the things that helps the books with that believability is that you know, each book you have a completely different cast of characters because they're sent off to some new place. So you don't have a lot of people who are, like, familiar with what's going on. And they're so. definite, like, archetypes that keep coming back. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, lucky for you, since you're such a big fan of uh, Son of the Mask, uh, the baby the, gets the, a lot of CGI in its face. The Jamie Kennedy movie. Yeah, oh, okay. because of the CGI baby when it puts on the mask. I've actually never seen it, so. Weird. I yes. like half of that once. All right. Yeah. Well, the baby in it, I believe. They you guys remember it. the creepy baby at the end of Twilight? 
No, no with its creepy CGI face. Just me? Yeah. It's so creepy. Okay. You need to Google it and look at this creepy uh, like CGI baby face. Right. Horrible. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Sure. We'll save that for the Stephanie Myers podcast. Okay. But <laughs> which probably won't happen. Yeah. Have you read Life After Death? No. G- Gender Swap Twilight? No. I haven't okay. read any Stephanie Meyer. Next on your list though. Okay. I've seen some Twilight films and I've seen the host. They're aided by the rift tracks, that's I would true. say. Yeah. The films. Um Off let's topic. let's talk it is. He's got a few did you did you end up reading that um The Dark? Yeah. Yeah. Was it any good? Yeah. What's it about? It's just about a kid who's afraid of the dark, but the dark helps him not be afraid of him anymore. So this is more of a I mean that's that's where even younger, right? I mean that's like yeah, an it's easy a picture book. book. Okay. Uh it's just, you know, the kid's afraid of the dark. The dark keeps telling him to follow him, so the kid is nervously following de- like down into the basement and there's a bureau down there and but inside is a light bulb, so the dark was finding him a light bulb. Oh. And so then Well that's friendly. Uh oh, what's the guy, kid's name? I can't remember what the kid's name is, but he's he he isn't afraid of the dark anymore. So it has kind of like okay. a Neil uh, Gaiman oh. vibe to it all. Does it does it feel at all like the Snicket books? Well, no, no, it doesn't. No. Okay, well so, the, other... the illustration is great. I like the illustration in it. Okay, um, I, you could probably read it to your kid. Okay, your kid's afraid of the dark sometimes. Yeah, he loves the it. dark or more of the monsters. I guess know the monsters, are lurking yeah, in the shadows in the of the his dark. room. Yeah, not so much the dark itself. His other picture book, Thirteen Words. Uh, have you read that? Oh, one? that's the blue. That one? That's the bird okay. one. The bird one. Oh yeah. boy. I'm surprised that you don't like that because I, yeah, I, really I was babysitting that. and I read that book, and yeah. oh boy, not it a is fan. a long book. It does not end. Oh, I don't. Did you read it? See, yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think that one does feel like Lemony Snicket, like the yeah. little the wordplay and the yeah. you know the just the way the I, not really jokes, but the way the story is kind of layered to have like a, a fun like impact. Uh, I think that's really fun. And yeah, I did my too. son liked it a lot too. <laughs> so um, yeah, it. It I, it was just drawn out to me. I'm like, is this is this book ever gonna end? So I guess your favorite Lemony Snicket so far would be The Dark. The Dark, the only one that you like. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Steve. Did you read what's the one about the band? The or composer whatever? is dead. Yes, the composer is dead. Have yes. you read that? Yes, that was very good. And what age group is that? Um, it kind of come across as a children's book, but yeah, obviously like, it's about like a really young. Like, I wouldn't say really young. I'd say maybe. Six or seven. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. I mean, so it's a little simplistic in the style, but okay. again, it's about the composer being dead oh. and wondering who killed him. So. Kids love murder I mysteries. Know. But somehow it still kind of translates, I think, to a good like, kid's book. Okay. It's hard how, to describe, really. I mean, how long is it? Is it like 100 pages? No, I'd like... say it's maybe 30. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not it's real long. Small. Okay. All right. It's Weird. not really a novel or like a children's book. It's big okay. pictures and everything, but they're very like, hmm. very in the style of That's the book. But it's you interesting. Know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, and I said earlier that I feel like they still feel contemporary, and I yeah. think that's true. But I don't know that they still have an audience. Like, I don't know if somebody picked them up today, like a, an eight-year-old kid, if they would, you know, find it appealing. Does uh, the Norse god Thor show up? No, he doesn't. What about Zeus of Greek mythology? No, I don't think so. I, I don't know if kids are into it. Though. Okay, so <laughs> only Rick Riordan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fun maybe, thing. Maybe. Uh, Kids should read that. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or Lemony Snicket should write that. Should write yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should. like those. You like I do. I do like the Rickard ones a lot. Have you read the new ones? I tried to keep up, but then he started cranking them out so fast. Yeah. So just Magnus couldn't quite Chase, keep up. James Patterson. Uh, Magnus Chase. The yeah. Trial of Apollo. Yeah. yeah. All of no. yeah. Pretty good thing about the composer is dead, though. It comes with a CD oh. that you can listen to along while reading the book, and it's the orchestrations from the instruments they're talking about in the book. So it doesn't read the book. It just... There are parts of it that are read and parts of it that is orchestration. Confusing. No, Dave, you're going to have to read the book yourself. 
I think it's, I think it was fun. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I guess uh, are we fans of Lemony Snicket? I'd say yes. Fan. I intend to read Eric, the rest. What of about the... you? I think your feelings on this have been really. You've been playing it close Muddled. to the best. Yeah. Whether have, you like it or yeah, not. I've been, Can I, you come out definitively and say I'm not a fan? Is that true? Yeah. Okay. That's All fine. right. And I it's fine. That... Like it's just I'm too old to get into yeah. a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. And it's just it's just not my thing. And okay. it's not one of those things where I'm like this is objectively bad. Yeah. It's just it's just not for me. Yeah. Um. If I had kids and they were reading them, I don't know. You know, maybe I'd get into them secondhand. That's, I think, of... about the only way that I would ever pick up a Lemony Snicket book yeah. again. I, like, I'm a fan, definitely. Right. I like the movie. I really like the series. I was yeah. I was anticipating the next yeah. books as they were coming out. I really liked what he was doing with them. Yeah. They're not they're not for me now. But they're I feel quick. Like... So, like, having, if you, like, your kid wanted you to read yeah. the Lemony Snicket's books to them before bed, yeah. like, you could probably crank one out in less yeah. than a week. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And I think like maybe when my son is old enough to read them, this might be a, this in Wizard of Oz might be some series that I try to uh to read to him. Yeah. Um but I don't I don't think yeah. that I'd be interested to to check it out again. Yeah. The the adult book he has coming out under the Daniel Handler under his real name. Yeah. That sounded fun. When we did okay. our like books of 2017, yeah. the the synopsis and the a uh, little excerpt I thought right. sounded fun. So I might check that out. But uh, I think I, I'll I'm plan to reread gonna... them at some point. Really? I think I would like to. Are you going to finish all the wrong questions? I believe so, yeah. You're going to read all four? I like the first one. All I right. think I can give the other ones a chance, You'll have to too. check back in. We'll do a yeah. satellite episode. We'll go over Sounded like all the wrong answers to yeah. me. Huh? We'll send, we'll send no, our no. senior intern, Roger, over to Steve's house yeah. with, with the microphone. Is that that's up, true, so. Roger? Is he going to do it? Roger? Roger? No. It's a vacation. You can... All the cereal yeah, you can understand. eat. Yeah, yeah, see? Right there. Cereal City, Roger. Yeah. He can't. He doesn't. Roger, Roger considers the 60s to have been his decade-long uh, decade vacation. Oh, okay. So, so now he's yeah. now he's back and just... Yeah. He's not ready to work. I don't really... <laughs> no, he hasn't been ready to work Whatever. since the 60s. Whatever. Uh, Ishtar, what about you? You were 30 then? I probably would if I was a little younger, but... Okay. Would you... Would, do you consider yourself a fan of Lemony Snicket? I do like his okay. writing. But you don't think that you'll finish Series of Unfortunate Events, the books? Well, I might. You might. I okay, might. so maybe we convinced her. Maybe we convinced yeah. her to give it another yeah. shot. You could finish it before the next seasons of the uh, show comes. Yeah, okay. you can get yeah. ahead of it. Are you going to keep watching the show? Yes, oh. I probably okay. will. Well, just to see how it goes. Okay, well that's something. She's hooked. Are you going to start watching Fuller House, Nick? Uh, I've seen the pilot. You're a fan. It of. is so good. Okay, <laughs> right. you you watched the pilot right of Fuller House? I did. You didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah. Are you going to watch the Christmas special? I maybe. They they got more coming. Okay. Okay, I didn't know you watched yeah, Fuller House. I did. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't do an episode on it. Just an episode on Fuller House. <laughs> just, yeah. We should we should branch out and do an episode on like TV reboots oh, and just boy. we'd have to be like we'd have to stretch out over four or five episodes. Plenty of material but, now. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, that's so. that's the new game. Yeah. I'm but, surprised. Well, during Bookmark, you didn't bring it up ever. That I watched Fuller House. Yeah. I don't think you understand the concept of Bookmark. No, we we sometimes talk about like a show we've been watching or a movie we just saw. Okay. Well, several. I think you were embarrassed that you watched no. Fuller House. No, after all the times I've talked about yeah. Star Trek and Murder She Wrote, clearly I'm not embarrassed yeah. easily. But all right. I liked Fuller House, the yeah. pilot. Yeah, it Netflix was. Knows it was just like the old stuff. show. It was. Christy says it's dirtier than the old it show. It is a lot dirtier Probably. than the old show. <laughs> yeah. so, but I haven't watched the old show know. in a while, so I don't know. I remember there was the one where Jesse and Rebecca got married, and Joey had to explain to Michelle that they were doing their taxes. <laughs> oh, so and she's like, "Well, how long are they going to do their taxes? Probably for a couple of weeks." Look out! Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's some saucy material. Yeah, coming from Uncle Joey. Yeah. So seriously, cut it out. Yeah. Am I right? So. 
But yeah, uh, Netflix knows what it's doing. Like some, uh, I, I listen to this other podcast. I guess. Um, Although we don't really know that because they won't tell us their numbers. That's true. So, but they, maybe it's just Christy watching Fuller the, House. We don't know. The um, this podcast I listened to. One of the people mentioned that Netflix, when they make a show or a movie, yeah. it is always exactly what they intended it to be. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they made Fuller House. It is exactly yeah. Full House today. Yeah. And like Lemony Snicket's is Lemony Snicket's. Stranger yeah. Things is like an 80s sci-fi horror. It's just like, because I guess they have more freedom. They can just make something yeah. that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So. Well, they probably, I mean, their schedule is probably yeah. easier for them to do yeah. like long stretches and, yeah. and things. The so Marvel yeah. shows, yeah. Right. Luke I mean, Cage it's... is like this weird blend of like modern life mixed with like a more positive spin on black exploitation. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. I don't know what they're drinking over at Netflix. <laughs> but whatever it is, keep it coming. So yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. I don't know why we're talking about Netflix now, but it but it because happened. of Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket. There, okay. Yeah. So it's a natural yeah. it's a natural transition. So, okay. All right. So we've got two fans Chrissy's a Chrissy's like yeah okay. Yeah, Eric is aggressively anti Lemony Snicket. <laughs> so that's the that's our conclusion. I did here give today. the first book two stars on Goodreads. Yeah. That's what I gave all the wrong questions. And I will say we do have these in our collections. We have multiple copies of all of Series of Unfortunate Events. Yeah. We have all the wrong questions. We have the kids' book. We have the movie. We're, we are fully stocked for all of your Lemony Snicket needs, so stop in and check them out. <laughs> yeah. uh, any final thoughts before we close the book? Uh, I could go for a Pepsi. That's not... It's not I meant... I should have said... I'm sorry. Any okay. relevant closing thoughts? Oh, sure. Um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop okay. you right there. I can see the look <laughs> yeah, on your face, and it's not going to go somewhere <laughs> helpful. All right. Well, uh, my thanks to our returning guest, Steve. Yeah. He's, he's five-peating like Brady. Mm-hmm. You know? This is, his, this is his fifth. Yeah. So I made a football reference. Yeah. Do you want to congratulate little, me? You want, yeah. Like a high five, maybe? Sure. Woo! Right. Okay. Five rings, Brady. Yeah, and Christy's making her debut. Yeah. Look, you did talk. I did. Even though yeah. I re- I grabbed the chair, pulled it over, and was like, sit yeah. down. Yeah, you've got her tied you know? to that chair with uh, karate belts. I do, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for she mentioning She looks like my she got her triple yellow karate though, so that's belts. That's really yeah, cool. She, congratulations, yeah. So. Yeah, she'd beat the crap out of you. Yeah, with all those yellow belts? I, I would so. be surprised. All right, well, thanks, guys. All right, get yeah, out of here I'm so wondering. we can do the rest of the show. That's right. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Uh, she really didn't want to be on the podcast, but I made her anyway. <laughs> you, well, you so, did. You know, yeah. I had, I didn't. No, you, you yeah. weren't involved. Somebody doesn't you want to be on this involved. podcast. So, Christy, and... sorry about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eric was not involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but Nick did force your hand. Yeah, I did. So. I did. I did. Steve, you don't have to force. No, he's Steve ready. Just shows he's ready up. and willing. Yeah. He's like, you tell me what to read, I'll read it. So, yeah. What's yep. Yeah. I don't. Know, I think. I think next time he's in town, we'll do James Patterson or something. Ugh. We got to do it. We talk about him Lord so much. We got to spotlight him. You haven't read any. That's including very true. Including oh, that's right. Christmas uh, oh, I gotta read bookshot. It. Anyway, all right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Christy, for joining us. Let's talk uh, library news. What do you have coming up? Oh, I don't know, man. Okay, lots of stuff. Lots of great stuff. Yeah, but you start so I can recollect my thoughts. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. I think I'm, right. I think I'm having a sugar yeah, crash. That's fine. Here. No, I'll take it. Uh, we have <laughs> uh, no. Sorry, Emerald Emerald Isle Irish Band coming back this very week. Uh, March 16th, we have them the day before St. Patrick's Day. Pretty exciting. How much will tickets Pretty to that great show cost me? Gig. I'm glad you asked, Eric, because they're free of charge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Library's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Part Maybe of it, something better, th- better than a library. I can't. I, I probably could. I can't. This concert was funded <laughs> in part by the Cattaraugus County Arts Council grant that we received this year. So thanks to our, thanks to our thanks. pals over there. Uh, Emerald Isle's always a hit. We're always yeah. glad to have them back. Yeah. Uh, just, just a fun show. They're, they're fun guys. We always have... 
uh, fun to say that word again, but yeah. we do like in the sound check and stuff, just like laughing and uh, they've just, they've been here annually for a lot of years now. So they're very comfortable here and yeah. know 80 our years crowd. So since we opened. it's a good, yeah, all 80 years <laughs> they've been here. Yep. So we have that. We have a couple of movies showing up where uh, we're going to show Monsters University. That's our family matinee this month on the 18th at 1030. Great. Our, we mentioned already our, that our sorry. <laughs> senior matinee is The Bucket List. Yeah. Showing that on the 28th. That stars. At two. That stars Morgan Freeman and. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. That's your favorite Jack Nicholson movie. I haven't seen it actually. Okay. So maybe I'll sit in. With I the haven't seniors. seen The Witches of Eastwick. I haven't seen that either. So. And that has Cher? Yeah, I think it does. So, yeah. how have you not seen it? I don't know. If I could turn back time, I'd watch it right now. But... Uh, that's the song you pick? Sorry. <laughs> I can't believe I chose that oh, one. Oh, no, wait. Go back to turn back time. <laughs> Do right. you believe And I'm done. I can't. That's, oh. that's all. Sorry about singing Cher right there. That's okay. Uh, book Club's currently Wasn't reading... Uh, what is this one called? I can't even remember. The, the Julie Spencer Fleming one, Fountain Filled with Blood. I've been looking mm. at all of the titles because we did a display, so yeah. I was trying, going through them. We're reading Fountain Filled with Blood, book two mm. in the uh, Claire Ferguson series. Uh, Julia herself is going to be here on March 31st. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Burlingham Books here to sell books. Uh, good time. Good time will be had by all. Right. Uh, contemporary I'd classics prefer book a club. fountain full of chocolate, if we had to that be honest be with each other. That would be better. Right. Contemporary classics, uh, of course, reading The Nest the by... Nest. Dupree Sweeney. What's her first name? Cynthia. Cynthia, yeah. Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, yeah. Uh, so far, You're not what I'm hearing it. from the book club is that this is not uh, good. Yeah. And I didn't like it myself. But, but Amy I, Poehler loved I it. I know. But I, I think she that, just wants to be in the movie. might have teed me up, too, to think that it was going to be, like, clever yeah. or funny. Yeah. It's really not. It's just kind of a telling of this Well, family, Tina Fey so. didn't say anything about it. Maybe your so humor. That, if that doesn't sell you on wanting to be in this book club, then <laughs> I can't help you. Yeah. I can't help you. After that, we're doing The Keeper of Lost Causes by Jesse Adler Olson, which I've never read one of his books before. Uh-huh. They're super popular. So looking mm-hmm. forward to that. After Julie Spencer Fleming, we're going to do a Tony Hillerman, The Blessing Way. It's going to be our first uh, Tony Hillerman book, so... Who am I thinking of? I'm not thinking of Tony Hillerman. Must be thinking of Kellerman. Yeah, Jonathan Kellerman. Yeah. Yeah. Or Faye Kellerman. Yeah. A lot. We're doing like yeah. a... Oh, Karen Slaughter. Yeah. This is just word association at sure. this point. All right. Did you remember what you're doing? Yeah. We have our teen anime club every Wednesday at yeah. 5.30. It's great. We're upstairs in our sweet teen loft. Yes. So if you're older than 18 and you're not in school, I'm sorry. Yeah. This teen loft is off limits but if you're one of those super cool teens yeah. still taking your classes yeah. come over to the david hay public to library the teen zone. <laughs> yeah pretty exciting um thank you to whoever donated the couch i don't know i don't know who it was i haven't asked I know if that the couch... she's comfortable with us oh, sharing okay. the well, information yet regardless uh yes we had a, a very sweet member. uh pleather yeah i don't know i don't know it's the kind it's of a great couch it looks like leather yeah but it's Comfortable, and you don't mind if something spills on it. I see. It's great, okay. though. I, I love right. it. I could fall asleep yes, on that this, couch right uh, now. We posted this on Facebook. A community member just stepped right up and, and said, yes, yeah. I love the donated couch. So we're very grateful exactly. to them for doing that. Uh, and um, what do we have? Oh, we've got our teen photo show coming up. Yeah. So uh, end of Exciting. April is when we're collecting photos. Yeah. So you got about a month Seventh now year. to get your, uh, get your photos ready, yeah. uh, framed, and brought yeah. to here. Historically, we've had very low participation from locals from wellsville, from wellsville but so, the surrounding towns i'm calling you out folks oh boy people of wellsville yeah gotta represent yeah at the teen but photo we, show uh last year was the kids the, still say gotta I represent last year was the first year we had uh the houghton academy yeah and they they brought a lot they brought a few yeah um so that was great yeah. we we just went to the makers fair oh, here yeah. in wellsville yeah, you yeah. probably you've probably seen posters or heard about it on the radio if you're uh local uh the elementary school hosted uh the second i, I think it's only the second one uh makers fair 
it's just tons of different technology, tons of different uh, crafts and everything. It was huge. Went from nine to three. People were packed in there all day. We showed off our Makey Makeys, which are little devices that you can uh, you hook into your USB drive, and then you hook into uh, items that can conduct a current, such as fruits and vegetables or tinfoil or Play-Doh, mm-hmm. and they can act as a keyboard. So I had people playing the games Shovel Knight and Crypt of the Necrodancer Fun. using a banana. So not super practical, but very cool. Yeah. Like some right. people will expand it and put... a. Uh, each uh, clip on their stairs, and then they can turn their staircase into a piano. Well, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I actually typed my whole board report with a banana. Did you? Using the Makey Makeys, yeah. Great. So it took me uh, 12 hours. Yeah, I would have to. But I did it. Uh, and we also brought over our... Uh, snap, our circuits. snap circuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate, our uh, children's librarian, was there as well. Shout so, out to Miss Kate. Yeah. So <laughs> to Miss Kate. Uh, so yeah, it was a really good time. We met lots of people, uh, high-fived lots of kids. Did so, you? Yes, wow. because also, since humans are conductive, Nick, oh, wow. uh, if I hold one of the uh, one of the wires yeah. and the other person is uh, grounding it, they high five me. That acts as the keyboard registers it. Wow! So wow! Yeah, it's pretty cool. I always knew you were a tool, but to, <gasps> to be used. <laughs> what what a turn! Uh, yeah, what a turn of friendly card. Which, yeah. by the way, is one of the albums I have framed. Oh. Vinyl-y yeah. in my... Uh, yeah, your office is pretty decked out. Yeah. All right. You don't have any uh, vinyls here. You've got this one uh, Paul McCartney Band yeah, on the Run. Yeah, I got Band on the Run. Couture that was a gift, that yeah. yeah. It's not framed, though. It's just right kind of hanging no, there. No, it's not. But these not shelves framed. are... those are That's a good use of the shelves. Thank you, buddy. You're probably going to have to take a picture and tweet that now. Sure. Your Band we'll on the do. Run. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good mention. You can follow us on Twitter at All the <laughs> Book Show. great mention. On Facebook, David A. Howe Public Library. We always want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, and remember, rate us on iTunes. We, we need some love. That helps people find us. Yeah. The more ratings you have, the easier it is for people to search and find your podcast. That's, so That's very true. Do us a solid yeah. and rate it. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about some of Beauty our favorite... Beauty and the Beast. Uh, March continues to be Women's History Month. So mm-hmm. next week, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite women authors. So if you've got thoughts on that, send them our yeah. way. We'd love to share them. Listen, I don't know how long I'm going to talk about K.A. Applegate next week, oh, okay? Boy. I hadn't it even thought could, of that. It could be just the regular time I would give to any author, yeah. or it could be the entire show and yeah. you don't get a word in edgewise. Yeah. But I'm if anyone could be credited as raising a young eight, nine-year-old Eric, yeah. be K.A. Applegate. K.A. Applegate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll save a little bit of that magic for next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back yeah. in episode 83. Mm-hmm.